The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello. Hello. Sue Minahan here. Sue Rose Minahan. And I really am appreciating this opportunity because manifesting really relates relates exactly to Aries. And that is our first archetype. So what is an archetype? Well, looking at life, what is the intention? What is the seed? What is the timing of action? Our whole backbone of manifestation. Because ultimately, we reflect the cosmos. Astrology, as a fact, factor, is our relationship with the cosmos viewing from our position out. It's that relationship. And these seeds that we grow, the purpose, our entire inner intention, gives us that meaning that we manifest. And this path, exactly, of manifesting this wonderful opportunity to speak with many of you, and with this wonderful guest that I have today, Liz Mouchette, who is an astrologer, a tarot, a Reiki master, and a coach, giving classes. You can certainly check it out on our Top Cosmos webpage site that's newly initiated. And the fact is, is that the manifestation has been a real quest, a real experience of Aries. You can read it on paper, just like you can look at the horoscope, and it makes some kind of sense somewhere in the framework of your mind, but it isn't until you experience. It isn't until you decide, A, I'm heading out, and you're alone. You separate. You're away from that massive crowd, and knowing that, yes, you need to do it in order to keep your strength, but on the other hand, going, uh-oh, you know, everything is the unknown. The difference is in the past that you left, with, this is getting somewhat into astrology, which, yes, we're centered on, but yet this is conceptual thinking. So for those of you that are listening in for that aspect, not to get, it'll, we are going to touch on astrology. And that fact is, is that from the 12th house that you're leaving, because Aries is the first house, it's the start of everything such as the time period we're in, the cycle we're in, as Earth, again, that reference to Earth, as it's cycling around the sun, we have two weeks left, and that's what we're holding our uh, agenda to, is a focus of Aries. So in this first wonderful uh, hour, before I speak with, with Liz, I'm covering to some extent an idea of what Aries is. So back to my experience, it really did open up huge vistas, the courage it takes, the fears it takes, standing there alone, as I was saying. Yet, what's our choice? As my great teacher, Maurice Fernandez, uh, offers in his insightful ways of intention, 
that it is that fact the, the factor that we're alone essentially i'm not sure if he would put it that way but that's how i'm putting it and that we need to strengthen ourselves or otherwise our little quest to live is not happening uh jumping out of that thought remembering that astrology observes the cosmos in cycles the planets have their orbits and there is a symbolic reference and astrology looks at the cosmos in these areas, these developmental areas. So Aries begins it. With that, I think I'm going to welcome Liz. She's a wonderful astrologer and a great, has much to say. However, sorry Liz, I've got a thought here and I'm just going to share it because mythology, what is our intention? If we look back into time, and the archetypes, this relates exactly to the archetypes. Carl Jung, great psychologist, um, coined the word archetypes. And it's because throughout time, our collective experiences showed patterns of development. Thinking again, back to Aries, my whole experience of this uh, cosmos, organizing and, and implementing it. Uh, the thought was there. The thought has been there probably for years in various dimensions. And of course it is those, those situations that happen in life out of yearning and trying and struggling forward to reach it. Um, so therefore looking at mythology, it too had that same course. It's very ancient. The language is so different. The language of everything is so different. We tend to think it's easy, just simple little instructions, but that isn't the case. Language really incorporates a tool to give us the, the conceptual thought. So, just as my quest of the Top Cosmos show took a long path getting here um, with its courage and its disappointments from actions not being going in the direction I thought and realigning with it, uh, the mythology too must have been in people's brains and hearts because it is that experience and it is that way that they tried to inform others, the community of people, what life was about because everything has a poetry to it what might make great sense to one needs to be expressed in another manner. Meaning that with Aries, there is some mythology, and we'll touch on that too. I'll, to, to reintroduce my wonderful guest, I'm going to touch on that mythology briefly. Because Mars, the archetype includes the sign the first sign in this case of Aries, the house location, which is the first house, and the planet that it gives influence, like Carolyn Casey wonderfully says, is the influential planet of Mars. And Mars is on the uh, on close right to the Earth and is the god of warrior, the warrior god. And 
also relates strongly to Rome and the twins that formed, well, started Rome. These two twins that were uh, cared for by a wolf. There's so many layers we can look into, but my point that I'm making is that there's always a relationship in mythology between the cosmos spiritual side and our physical matter here, which relates entirely to this show because it is that interdimension crossing the borders, trying to what how we manifest what is inside with the physicality and then looking at the physicality and going, oh, okay, or yay. I mean, there's, you know, we all have these experiences. And so mythology in various ways, if you essentially think of it in those terms, begins to make some more sense because it's like, what were they really saying? And here there's a, this is segues with, with Liz. Liz and I have an open conversation, but there's one idea that we have and that is, is that the gods had said that these two children, these twins, were not immortal, that they would die of elemental circumstances, element, the elements, the elements, which is the earth, fire, wind, air in astrology, very important, but also the physical matters that we experience through the time that we're living here. Well, hello, Liz. I'm so glad to join you, <laughs> or you join me together. Well, thank you, Sue Rose. It's a pleasure to be here <laughs> and join you blazing your new trail. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's fun to have a, a, another soul on this path. Aries, have you thoughts immediately that come to mind of courage and despair and on your quest or how, what excites you at this moment? Well, it's the energy and the passion to move forward with what you want to accomplish. Is kind of how I'm looking at it these days. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it does keep us going. This is so true. It's like, oh my, uh, just when one's sinking, thinking, ah, oh, this can't be, you think it buoys up and ah, success, nothing like success. Right, and so, getting us moving in a forward direction. Yes, which is uncharted, absolutely, an uncharted path. Well, and Aries and Mars is about experiencing new things that perhaps we haven't experienced before. So what makes that courage? Why is it? What, what makes us want to even think about jumping off a ledge, which it feels like sometimes? I have Aries in North Node. It's like I'm gone and wondering what happened <laughs> <laughs> well that's good because Aries lots of times they they jump before they think so <laughs> yeah because otherwise if you think you'll never get off the high dive <laughs> correct <laughs> way correct too far. <laughs> and then <laughs> touching on the point of the elements in astrology we have earth air fire and water so depending on where Mars or your Aries energy is, in what house it can come across a little bit different, perhaps. But in its purest form, it's fire. Yes, and let's dwell on this, because certainly as far as the audience is concerned, and we have a huge range of people, everyone from the curious 
to the really knowledgeable. And, but the idea is that we're coagulating our thought patterns to spur off other ideas. And because it is the elements, as you had indicated before in our little chats, which I really appreciated remembering, how we access these motives differs. Oh, which I was going to say also, if people need coaching or counseling, certainly they can look at our webpage site, Talk Cosmos, and find Liz. Her website, by the way, is her name, Liz Mouchette. And again, just check out Talk Cosmos. Okay, so in other words, we have, depending on the elements, a different motive, right? Yes, it operates a little different. The fire is kind of, they don't think about things, and they just try it. So they're not afraid to try all kinds of things. It's like today it might be, I'm an artist, and tomorrow I could be a musician. And it's, that's really cool that they try different things. Where if it's in Earth, it's like they are a little slower to move forward, but they would still try things, but um, they don't just this moment change their mind and do it. They have to think about it a little bit and probably do a little investigation. And then the air sign probably is going to have to process it in their mental capacity for a while. And then water is how do I feel about it? So, yes, well, really working with those elements again, getting down to the experience, which I think Aries really is. Aries, well, perhaps I'm speaking uh, water too, you know, is experience. I mean, they're all experience, but yet you can look at things more objectively in an, in an air manner of mentality. But for fire, that it's just like watching it move. It just travels. It hasn't a mind. It just has an energy. It's pure energy, action. Right, and like in a fireplace, it's a contained fire, but then a forest fire is usually out of control because it's created a forest fire. So even fire works in different ways. Yes, and depending on where you're at, the fire might be great or not because if it's in... The fire itself, who knows how it thinks. It might think, oh, boy, I'm on a heyday. <laughs> <laughs> fire. But, you know, in a contained one is very much like life. It has a certain amount of energy. It's doing its job for a certain purpose, uh, heating. Of course, fire, actually, in a fireplace only has a certain radius. I lived in a house once that required a fireplace, and I froze if I was six feet away. And not stoked all the time. It was quite a long uh, cold spell. So, uh, I, and what I'm getting back to just is the fact that of the of thwarted energy. I think that's part of the fire element is that it it wants to go in a certain direction, and it's when that direction doesn't work, maybe lack of energy, right? There's no wood to burn. Or uh, there's water. What are you going to do with water? Take some steam. Right. It can put the fire out, perhaps, even. Like right now, Mars is in an Earth sign at the moment, so it's a little bit more grounded, perhaps, than maybe just charging forward 
Yes, that's so interesting. And particularly, now this is astrology speaking, which I'm always glad to touch on. The, it's ruler, because it, you can say ruler or influential plants, planets, because they have relationships. That's a factor. It's cycles and relationships can be as complex or simple, and it can be interpreted just like if you're going to a doctor. What does that mean? But the fa- it, And so, therefore, Saturn is sitting right next to as friends, or I don't know if they're friends, but they're they're having to talk to each other, that's for sure. But what is the structure? <laughs> what land are we on? Are we grounded? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Saturn's been wanting to um, constrict or perhaps put the fire in a container a little bit. So now that Mars is moving away from Saturn, it's wanting to kind of spread its wings and move forward again a little more quickly. It, it is interesting. Again, going back to this, my own experience here with Talk Cosmos of harnessing that energy and putting it into format and learning how to work with it and learning all the uh, technological things that web pages, although I have a wonderful web page person, John Foster, who has carried me through um, and a team. But uh, yes, your web page is looking great. <laughs> It is. It's quite. People will like it. it you'll like it. it. It has information. It'll grow. If you join, we'll have a newsletter. But and people, if they want to talk and be a guest, certainly contact. Well, let's see. As far as fire goes, what about another element of water? How does water operate? Well, water can be flowing gently. Um, it can be out of control and flooding. It can be frozen. It, steam is even a form of water, too. So there's lots of different forms of water. With air. I mean, not, yeah, with air, but also with fire. That's right. Well, meaning in life, if we look at this symbolically, there are methods of our madness, you could say. Um, and certainly... There's frustrations involved. People speak of anger with Aries, but then we all have our emotions. And anger has an energy, and anger can create a cause. You know, if we look at when, um, well, we won't get into more astrology, but the fact is is that we have gone through some times that have had that strong influence. And I think most, many people, I will say, that I'm in contact with seem to be um, activating their lives. And that's really a huge Aryan factor that you, as you were mentioning too. Well, and sometimes anger can move us in the right direction if we don't get stuck in the anger. Good point. Going through it, yes. It can feel sometimes like, where's the path? Because it is new. It is new. So, which also reminds me of something I've read and we discussed doing, uh, going through the yoga of, uh, of, uh, of anger or this energy, which the yoga could be um, anything, but whether one runs around the block or, or breathes in deep and out deep, which is always useful, or running track, so many physical things to get that energy in motion because it's an instinctive sign. It is the energy, like fire, because it is a fire sign, 
although, as you had pointed out, the, the subtlety, which is so important that right now it is trying, that fire is trying to be, be in a container. I like that well put. Um, uh, it's well put. But it does, uh, yes, if you can carry on from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Mars gives us the energy to go after what we desire or what we want in our life. So that Mars and Aries energy gives us a spark and fire and passion to go after it. Like your radio show, it's like it was a dream, and then you finally got down to it and pursued it, and now it's a reality. Amazingly. It was always such a fascination. I thought, wasn't that a brilliant idea in life? So many things in life seems like that would be amazing. And I've known people that have had shows and somehow this when I heard on 1150 a it's an AM radio station here in Seattle and their site is 1150 KKNW the NW must stand for Northwest and it's online streaming so for Seattleites it's great just turn on the radio but for all these folks over yonder wherever you might be just you we can stream it but I was listening there in the car waiting for someone to arrive home that I was meeting and the broadcast was going on and on about this great opportunity and it dawned on me, oh my gosh, what a venue. So yes, it, it, the method of the unknown comes to us in most surprising ways. And again, that could be because of the planet Uranus, which again is Greek maybe to some, but it is just leaving this sign of initiation of Aries. Aries. Yes. And Mars moves through the signs. It was in Sagittarius a few weeks back, and now it's moved into Capricorn. So it's kind of, you know, we get to take a little bit of a break in an Earth sign because Sagittarius was a fire sign. So, you know, the mm -hmm. push and the desire to accomplish what we want. And so maybe that was the push to get you to start your radio show. Very likely, one of them, which is so expansive, it immediately you jump to all these great ideas that in, in the realm of dreaming. And interestingly, that is exactly the necessary part. I happen to have been taking a class also with Dougal Frazier, a wonderful person, located in the Los Angeles area, although he's come up to Seattle at venue east-west books i know this is local talk but we are local and of course for those who might visit they may want to visit these spots but the point is that dougal sees color and teaches how to use color and manifestation and he's an empath and getting back to the track here we don't want to get lost here um oh manifestation what did you just say, Liz? I'm sorry. This is so typical me, and I didn't want to do this. What did you just say about Well, how Mars a few weeks back had been oh. in Sagittarius, and maybe that's right. with Thank the fire you. of fire, it helped okay. motivate you. No, I, I got it. Thank you so much. The whole fat idea, I keep wanting to say factor, but I'm going to drop that. The whole idea of manifestation starts with this great, expansive dream, allowing it to live as Dougal says, go with that. And in fact, he uses a color, he uses gold. 
energy, energy. Without going further into that, so I had been, okay, I, as a, a comment, yes, I'd been in that process. I'd been wanting to manifest for astrology and get through a course that I was taking and how to use it. And it's been a long quest. But it does relate, all of this relates to the fact that astro- we are energy. Cosmos is energy. Astrology looks at things energetically. It is symbolic. The mythology is symbolic. Things represent each other. And so it is this language, and that's how we're, for the audience, that's how we're recognizing it. So if I talk about color, I'm just introducing another tool that you might use because the, the, these ideas and metaphysical things bridge from one to the other and in subsequent weeks of, of talking about archetypes will branch out. Well, speaking of color, I would put red with Mars, um, and you could even add orange and yellow perhaps, but would you add any other color because you brought up color? Well, that's very good. Red is certainly emotion, and fire has uh, the fire signs well, it's, it's not just emotional like the water, but it is the passion. And so, yes, it has great feeling and, and emotion. In that whole process, all color has a place, just like all the signs have a place. And so I want to bring that focus that we're not, I'm not isolating one over the other. It's just that, how to use these. And in, in this whole process of looking at the archetypes, and dwelling, for instance, on this start of Aries is recognizing that phrase. Like in music, if you're playing music, which I played violin, played flute, love music, you can play a passage and all of a sudden just get stopped. It's like you cannot get from that bar to the next. And until a person breaks it down and counts it out, one and two and or one eana, two eana, you know, et cetera, or even more. Those are beats and eighth notes and sixteenths. And just stay on that moment. The same as the quantum physics, which some astrologers are so wonderfully advocating. Rick Levine is one, Dave Cochran's another, um, Gemini Brett, that that, uh, the wave and the particle, light, so by peering at it, you see the substance. By standing back, you see the motion. So anyway, so that's the same with uh, color. It's the same with all these aspects. So using color, getting back to your question. Huh, well, I would start with gold and because it manifests. And then I would start with pink, which is a variation of red because it's self-love. And that's directly out of Dougal Fraser. And, of course, you could go on to green, to growth, and, and onward forward. I think we're just about time to open up the lines, Liz, for the audience. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I think we have a little uh, announcement, and then we'll give that phone number to people. Okay. We 
take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Aries. By leaving a cycle based upon completion, the energy of Aries sparks initiation, creating action to separate into a new cycle of life. It's a fire sign, which means it will involve great emotion. And because separation may create resistance, it also takes great courage to break away to new ways of becoming. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Hi. Hi. Yes, that phone number, everybody, is 888-298-5669. And I'll repeat it in a moment, but this opens up for 15 minutes our wonderful audience. Today's subject of Aries, the first of the archetypes, please call us at Talk Cosmos here at 1150 KKNW. That's 1150 KKNW, but the phone number is 888-298-5669 because your thoughts, experiences, your successes, struggles, how you initiate your Aryan breakthrough of separation, the causes, new directions, and failures, the why, and what led you building. It all builds our collective experience. So we'll mention that. It'll be 15 minutes, and we're really glad to have the collective thought. 888-298-5669. And correction, that is one eight 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 two nine eight five five five. Oh my gosh! No wonder nobody's calling. Okay, Sue, back to the beginning. So sorry about that. It still is eight 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 two ninety eight. However, the last four repeat five five fifty five sixty nine. That's five five six nine. One last time, I'll repeat it: eight 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 two ninety eight fifty five six nine okay hi liz hi sue rose it's nice to be back (laughs) yes yes it is uh what what about you while we're waiting for some people to call tell me about your own uh arian adventures i know that you left to return to your to puerto rico for where you'd lived for many years, then you returned back here, both a quest leaving and a quest coming back. Do you have some thoughts that um, of why? Sure. Sure. Um, Well, to go there, it's like, you know, returning to a place that felt familiar and it took courage to go. And then, as many of you know, 2017 was uh, quite an adventurous hurricane season, um, Mm. to say the least. (laughs) So, um, you know, it was very much survival mode, that's for sure. And then to be able to return back to the Northwest uh, with the help of many friends and family. So that was greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, But it takes a lot of courage and energy and just the survival and helping each other. It was a lot about helping each other. 
through tough times and so that's really uh, a great point because Aries is the individual yet and of course it goes on its own quest but it is the cause and it is that battle in a, that people bind together as allies to help support a cause or a purpose. Certainly survival and, uh, is one, but of late there have been across the globe so many energetic concerns of people wanting their freedoms and, and, and needing and, and the battles. And, and here, though, you, the whole point you bring up is finding those allies to, to interact and support on the total new experience when you went down there how did you how did that work because that was several years ago and you needed you had a support system you know yes and my son lives there and um you know the warm weather it's you could kind of say a mars warm weather because it's warm and dry so it's kind of like a mars energy aries energy of weather um and I had a couple of jobs there and did my online work that I do with clients. And But then when there's no electricity and no water and everything yeah. closes down, you have to start all over and survive each day. So, Well, that really would be the physical thwarting, such as any experience really can uh, include, because it is uncharted. It's here nature came in and forced its way but um, with every experience well and to remind mm -hmm. and the whole year of um, 2017 was pretty interesting nationwide because we had the element of water of floods then um, hurricanes you could say was kind of a combination of a water and an air energy because it's blowing yes and then the f great fires we had in California and so it's like Kind of the elements were at work basically nationwide. Absolutely. Yes, they were. That's so true. We've all been working on where's the new beginning because sometimes the past is just finished. There isn't there. It, and astrologically, the 12th house, looking at it from this relationship, is where it is the totality, the energy of the cosmos that we have really no control over you know the stars how they orbit and how the tigers work with the lions so yes that's true and you might want to say that um, you're talking about the houses and perhaps there's someone out there that doesn't know what the astrological houses are but you take a circle and divide it into 12 equal parts and you come up with the 12 houses so that's what we're talking about when we talk about houses, for those that might not know. Yes. And it there's many thoughts of why and how. Uh, certainly parts of that relate to the equinoxes and the solstices, which is related to light, because the equinoxes have equal light, the, which spring is and fall is. And spring, the, the, well... And depending if you're on the upper hemisphere or the lower hemisphere, 
which I think collectively astrologers are really focusing on the fact that we're not just up here in the north. We do have a whole globe that's below the equator. But good point. I appreciate you identifying some of these terms. Well, it'll just help the audience a little bit because maybe there's somebody that doesn't know. So, Yes. Yeah, there is that continuation of cycles. Do you have thoughts about, well, looking back at astrology's mythology, you know, it's interesting that in Greece, uh, Edith Hamilton, who writes in the 50s, was a wonderful author that wrote about mythology, the Greek way, the Roman way, and mythology, just as a book title, brought up the fact that, or the idea, that the Greeks were the first to disassociate themselves from animals in their mythology, that their gods looked like themselves as people. And, you know, if you look at consciousness as an evolutionary step, which I am, I follow the evolutionary idea that we have soul growth, gives up the intentional relationship to everything. Um, it's it's a good way of looking at how the Greeks, and because because all of these relate further back, but we we bring have brought forward a lot the language of the Greeks and and the Romans because the Romans took the mythology right from the Greeks. Much of it, not all of it, but much of it. But in Greek mythology, in remembering this idea that people were disassociating themselves from the wildness, they were trying to civilize and bring themselves to this other uh, dimension of their thought patterns and communication. That And Mars was called Eris at that A-R-E-S, was, was not particularly cared for. And in their thought that even his parents, which happened to be Jupiter, the great god of everything, the sky, and Hera, who ended up being Juno later on, really didn't like him. And it was because of, I think, what it took to get to that point. And there are points in our life when we need to break away so much that there is intensity, there is fighting and battles, and it hurts. People are pained from it. It's not an experience that people can settle with later. It needs to be recognized. So, obviously, the, those experiences are not liked. And so, therefore, what represented that is was looked upon as, ugh, not wanted. And it wasn't until Rome, where civilization had worked along in time, they're both related, of course, during that time, but the empire of Rome, where they had conquests and they brought in a civilized idea of what conquest was. You know, they could have a role within society and, and be these generals and be these people that go out. And so there, they, they, the society has um, Mars as their patron, you know, 
of, of so many circumstances, giving them strength for the battle, you know, which is another aspect of how we build our allies, I guess. Yes. Yes. And then you talked about the evolution of society and souls and everything. Well, the evolution of astrology, Mars used to be considered just war and anger and aggression and you know, now we can kind of broaden that and, you know, we have Mars or Aries energy as blazing a trail and having courage to move forward and passion. So it's evolving there too. Yes, yes. And it must have a lot to do with tools because what you have is what you work for and what you have in consciousness, of course, is what you can do. And it is instinctive. It's just that fire that goes right forth and... It, it is just going to eat up that energy as it goes, and it needs to act as it can. Otherwise, it's a bottled up explosion. needs somewhere to go. Um, and I remember some of the astrology, not astrology, mythology, thank you, that Mars was put in, in a brass. Brass was big. They were forging, you know, a lot of forging back then with fire and, and tools. And, and was uh, like in a little, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, like enclosed, enclosed in this brass, you know, like a cell, not a cell, but like a, a, a crib or something. I mean, right off from the get-go. So when you think about it, it also is that aggression could be contained, but you also need a barrier around yourself in order to protect your inner self from some of the harshness that it takes in order to break through. I think as a people, that's something to recognize. We have our warriors, and even in our everyday life, all of us have that, that harshness of, 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 you know, if we ignore it, then how do we deal with it? But it's a tool eventually, you know, just like it can get fashioned. Yes, absolutely, and you know, starting in a pure form of Aries and Mars in the first house, it's a lot about self. So your infantile self of when you start to separate from mother and say mine, mine, and, you know, you can take it down there even too to how when there's that separation and that you become, this is important for me and I want to do this. Right. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding us beautiful it is a real growth right from the very first little start coming up out of the seed and for that reason some things really don't last they don't have the enough fire in them i guess they just don't uh, really everything has a purpose of of its timing and lends itself to something else embracing that is what um as far as us with our self development, I, you know, we continue on. But I mean, the fact is, um, depending on what we're looking at, I mean, projects or things could that particular phase of it didn't work. So you read, you change the energy. That's another thing. Energy doesn't destroy; it gets recycled. Yes, so. and you know, perhaps that isn't your cup of tea, and you move on to something else, but. Maybe it was like, well, I liked it, but now I have to perfect it. Yeah, which 
gets more allies or else more <laughs> conquests. <laughs> Way, yes, quite a ta quite a journey. Well, if there is anybody out there, we could take a, a call. Um, we're going to run our last portion of the show. This is Talk Cosmos. Thank you for joining us still on 11.50 a.m. radio, and it's 11.50 KKNW. We're not quite leaving yet, but there is going to be a little station identification, and we'll be back. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Okay. Hello? Hi, Sue Rose. Oh, hi, Liz. Liz Mouchette, our wonderful guest, initiating this wonderful venture. And Liz Mouchette, you spell that M like Mary U S C H E T T. That's her name at her website. And again, people can go to our wonderful website, Talk Cosmos, and see the schedule. And um, next week, in fact, we're having John Luke. John is a board member of the local chapter. It's not a chapter, it's its own organization, uh, Washington State Astrology Association, meets once a month, and he'll be talking again about Aries because it, the sun is still, we are still in that orbital cycle, and however, he'll be touching on Chiron, a dwarf planet that has a 51-year cycle and goes through a sign every four and a half years or such and is changing into the next sign of Aries. So he may, he'll, we'll speak of that among other things. But that's next week, so do check. And if you're in the area, turn on 1150. But again, if you're streaming and to check the archives, we have archives, it's at 1150 kknw.com or else our talk cosmos has a link past episodes and boink you're right there just like aries energy <laughs> fire <laughs> hi liz we'll continue going we have a few minutes here and we can uh, 
try to recap a little bit or come across with something new about what what new ideas do you have? What what's on your agenda for striking out that's going to be taking the courage of life again? Well, Aries is about initiation and moving forward. It's kind of like when we're birthed, it's like when we take our first breath, we have to kind of work to take our first breath, first breath. So, <laughs> right. you know, we have to work at it a little bit. So, um, some new projects. Well, I'm going to be doing some little uh, mini retreats for small groups, um, continuing, continuing doing my consultations, um, and, you know, kind of looking for new venues and things to pursue myself, actually. So, um, but that's still kind of in the works for me where you blazed your new trail already. So, well, it's a process. It's so true. It's, it started. It's true. When I, there are so many facets of, of experience because just really creating that channel to produce is a lot. But then there's there's more involved. It's it's continuing. I mean, we're getting speakers, and it, it, so it's not a finished product by any manner. And if it were, perhaps it'd be boring. I mean, it may not be boring, but is it life? As I think that's the whole idea. Is is this, this new energy is breaking away from a cycle of completion some cycle because we're many facets to people and it's that excitement the desire the 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 thrill to to forge to to see what else is happening and where we're connected to try new parts of ourselves so it's all really yeah, we're a work in process And the shadows, I see that, and it's true. You know, we just, by standing, unless it's at noon, we bring shadows. And it is that thing of going through and trying to dig down. And I don't know if Aries really contemplates that so much as it just seems like the fire went out. There's something stopping it, and so it wants to go around the corner. It wants, it needs to keep, um, burning. It wants to keep burning. Oh, it keeps going all the time. I don't think it ever completely goes out, but, um, you know, sometimes it slows down. It can take a little break or get a little stuck, but then it gets unstuck. So it has that movement forward always. And some, like if you have your own Mars or Aries energy prominent for yourself, you're most likely to take more chances and, you know, if a friend called you perhaps and said, hey, let's go bungee jump, um, if you have Mars and a fire sign, you perhaps say, oh, that sounds like great fun. Um, but someone that has it in another s element could say, well, no, I want information about that or uh, absolutely not, I will not do that. Or <laughs> Yes, 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 that's right. It, it, what appeals the risk, I mean, the whole idea of how it connects. There are uh, many subtleties. But it that energy really drives the chart. I, that was my takeaway from my 
teacher that I think of who really instructs my way of thinking, Maurice Fernandez. And he, he really presented that energy. So it's very important to really consider. There's many energies in us, but this Mars factor, the Aryan point, the very beginning, that seed, the quest of figuring out, the courage to actually stop figuring and just doing. And I think that's really the Aryan thing. Once you're doing then you have some reference to go from. Just like here on Earth, we have a reference out there. If we were just hanging in space, it would be like, well, why is that happening or this happening? There's no cycles to see. But we have this reference point. And it's the same thing with the cycles. It's the same way of trying to observe and figure out. So our start, regardless, like they say, just do. The universe. Yes. Google. And you mm-hmm. might not know what the outcome is. You might think you know, but it's likely to change. Yes. Oh, <laughs> boy, is that right? I, you know, it's, it's, that is like a double-edged sword, which actually reminds me totally of Aries because sword, cutting, you know, stopping, separation is so much of it. And um, we... Uh, Yes. So it'll be interesting to see where your radio show leads you. Because, yes, you oh. started it, and now it, who knows where it'll lead a year or two or three years down the road. Yes. And, and well, that's, thank you very much for that. And we'll wrap this up as a thought. And that is because... The sword, that's right. Sometimes you get cut by the sword and you're just there bleeding to death. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, excuse me. If I, but the, the real situation is when you pick yourself back up and you realize, oh, okay, so this wasn't the way I thought about it. But what pieces do I have? What energy? Because that energy keeps recycling and coming back. And it's how we make, well, as the old proverb says, the new one, Make lemonade out of lemons. Even Beyonce, I've been told, says that. Something I heard many years ago. Uh, so it, it will be exciting. Ideas flourish and the energy that comes into it. So people that are listening, have courage. Come and speak next week when we have John Luke and sharing and if not this week not next week that's fine but certainly your time shall come as all of ours and we'll welcome it we'll be very happy to have your input because together that's how archetypes were built it was a collective uh, unconscious energy just out of necessity and trying to look at this and uh, it continues to build all right. Well, thank you once more, Liz. I think we're about leaving. I uh, It's been a pleasure. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to the next one and having you return at another date. I think we talked about perhaps June 23rd, so that I'm going to keep that on my calendar. Well, thank we'll... you, Sue Rose. It was a pleasure being with you today. <laughs> okay. Blessings. Thank 
you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. Seating audio was via a Skype call.